Welcome to the Alternative Travelers Podcast. I'm Sam. And I'm Baron. In each episode, we'll share stories, tips, and advice to help you live a life of unconventional travel. For more, head to alternativetravelers.com. All right. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Alternative Travelers Podcast. I'm your host, Sam, here back for another solo episode. We thought this would be a good one for me to do on my own because I'm just going to be going over the seven leave no trace principles. And since it's going to be kind of like a quick list, we thought it'd be good if I just went through it and, you know, you have something to refer back to. And a lot of these, as you'll see, are pretty straightforward, but we thought it'd be a good idea to go over them because a lot of people, it's getting to be summer, a lot of people are going outside, and yeah, it's just kind of a good thing to remind ourselves of all these ways to interact in a sustainable, ethical, responsible way with the environment. But first, I'd like to thank our producer Patreons, Mark Anthony and Anna Maria Bonilla. Thank you so much. Again, this is a community-supported podcast, and we really rely on your support to get everything done and together, and we hope to be able to keep it that way. So if you'd like to join on up, you can check out patreon.com slash alternative travelers, and the link will be in the show notes as well for that. Every month there's a bonus episode where we try new things, talk about different stuff that's going on. And yeah, we're hoping to grow a little group over there to keep on being able to talk about all the things that aren't normally covered in the travel industry and just ethical, mindful living in general. So yeah, we'd love to have you. That's patreon.com slash alternative travelers. And we have a little video on there so you can learn more about what it's all about. And special thank you again to Kim Giovacco, one of our Patreons as well. So without further ado, let's get into it. So if you're not familiar, the Leave No Trace principles were developed, and I'll leave a link in the show notes to the organization that developed them. They're developed to guide, you know, your outdoor enjoyment of the natural world. So there's seven of them, and I'm going to go over them and use some examples and all that kind of thing. I hope it helps and acts as a little reminder, and I'll link to where to learn more about all these kind of things if you want to dive even deeper. So the first one is to plan ahead and prepare. So we talked about this in our road trip episode, that planning ahead and preparing is super important, and this is the case here as well. I think that's kind of true for any type of travel, especially if you're trying to be more mindful about your impact because you need to kind of plan ahead for those, for any situation. You know, of course you can't anticipate anything that might happen, but being prepared allows you to make more informed and mindful choices. So 
what goes into this would be so again this is these are leave no trace principles for the outdoors so what we're talking about is a lot of times camping hiking I mean those are the main ones (laughs) doing anything walking in the outdoors um but mainly the idea is when you're getting out into nature in any way so Planning ahead and preparing would look like familiarizing yourself with the area. So not just waking up one day and being like, I'm going to go on a backcountry hike, even though you've never done that before. You want to be prepared, not just so that you can minimize your impact, but also for your own safety. You know, I think we've all maybe heard, unfortunately, stories of people who have gone out into the woods and didn't prepare and they ended up not in a good way, not a good situation, either by losing their own life or being injured or, I don't know, having to be rescued, all of those kinds of things. So you want to prepare yourself, look at a map, um, get to know what the regulations are in the area. For example, are you allowed to make a campfire. Some places at some times, like California, in fire season, you can't. So you want to know what's the case there. Where can you camp? Where can't you camp? What trail level difficulties are there? What's the weather going to be like when you're planning on heading out so that you can pack appropriately, bring layers, all that kind of stuff? And part of planning ahead and preparing is packing. That is a big part of it because you want to make sure you have the things that you need. So that's food. You definitely want to be prepared with a good amount of food if you're camping and or if you're just hiking. We've definitely been in situations where we didn't pack enough snacks and maybe I got a little hangry. <laughs> and I think maybe a lot of us have been there. So pack more than you think you'll even need. Um, also planning ahead can mean avoiding highly trafficked areas and highly trafficked times. So this is not only for your own enjoyment, but just to minimize the impact on that area. And, you know, if you just have a line of people trampling through on a trail, it's not really fun for everyone. It's leaving more of an impact on the natural environment, animals, you know, They have to deal with a lot more people being in their home. It tramples down the area, just more potential for leaving waste. Just there's a lot, I mean, a lot of outdoors out there. So just kind of trying to, yeah, just go to those alternative places. So that's all kind of part of planning ahead and preparing. Of course, this, you know, you could go much further into this, but... Again, I kind of wanted to just give you this overview of the seven main principles. And then if there's something that you're wanting to learn more about, there'll be resources in the show notes for you. So the second one is to travel and camp on durable surfaces. So a lot of people don't realize, and I certainly didn't realize that Walking off trail or camping off of designated areas can have quite a high impact. This depends on where you are, but 
the desert in particular is super, it's actually a super fragile ecosystem. They, there is what's called like a cryptobiotic crust. And that's like a living crust on like part of the ground. I don't know all the science and technicality technicalities, but, um, there's a lot that goes on to that. And when you're walking over, you're actually really disturbing and harming that fragile environment. Also, even something like traipsing through a puddle in the desert, like there's not a lot of water in the desert. It's kind of by definition. So those animals and organisms and creatures that rely on and need that water, like the puddles are super important. You like just willy nilly traipsing through them actually has a, a great deal more impact than you might realize. So that's why the second principle is to stay on these more durable surfaces. So that's, you know, the, the designated trail that's obviously going to be packed down by people traversing over it. It's been designed and upkept by whatever area is responsible. Um, also gravel, sand, all that kind of stuff, rock, you know, even something as simple as stopping for lunch or a snack, sitting on rocks that are there, um, instead of like clearing off a little area on the ground, camping in designated campsites or on hard surfaces, all those kind of things protect the biodiversity of the environment that you're traveling through. So, of course, there's not always going to be designated campsites depending on where you're going. And in this instance, the recommendation is to, you know, try to find as durable surface as you can and flat surface, of course, and then kind of cover it when you leave in the morning, cover up evidence that you've been there. So this is to discourage other campers from camping in the same spot and and wearing it down and also to, yeah, just leave no trace of your your visit there so that animals, you know, can go about living their lives without knowing that humans were there, I guess. All right, so that's kind of, that's number two, travel and camp on durable surfaces. Number three is dispose of waste properly. So this is usually what pe- most people think of when they're thinking of leave no trace principles, and it is a big one. You want to pack it in and pack it out. You know, leave no trace, literally. Don't leave anything, whether you're camping or hiking, don't leave anything in the environment. That's actually including food products, which you might not expect, and I certainly didn't realize this for a long time. That includes, so disposing of waste properly doesn't mean throwing your apple core or banana peel off the side of the trail. And you might be thinking, as I did, and probably most people, well, it's fine, it'll decompose, it's compostable. But it actually takes a lot longer for those things to decompose than you might think. A banana peel takes about two years. An apple core takes quite a lot less time, like a few months. First of all, you're leaving garbage on the trail still, or even off the trail that no one wants to see. No one wants to see your mangled apple core or banana peel. 
that also lets other people think that it's okay. So, you know, they see one apple core and they're like, oh, whatever. And they just throw out theirs. And then the problem compounds. Also, it habituates animals to the presence of humans. And they might start, if there's a lot, they might start eating and relying on this kind of food. Apples and bananas are not native to a lot of places where you might be going through. And so the animals are not used to eating those things and it could not be good for them. You know, this is why you always see the signs saying don't feed the ducks because ducks shouldn't eat bread. It's not part of their natural diet. It's not good for them. They get used to relying on humans and then they lose the ability to find their own food. Like their nature has designed everything, not designed, but evolved as it has. So we don't need to interfere with it. So I know it's annoying to pack out your, you know, apple core, but that's why you should prepare going back to the first point, bring, um, you know, a trash bag with you or whatever that you want to use for a, a trash bag. It could be a container to throw everything in there. It's, it's not a big deal and it'll, it'll just be a lot better for everyone. So pack it in and pack it out. That includes going to the bathroom. I mean, you don't, you shouldn't pack that it out with you unless it's a dog. Unless you have a dog, definitely want to pack out their poo. Um, but if you're just talking about yourself, you know, make a cat hole to go to the bathroom and, you know, you got to pack out your toilet paper though. And yeah, I'll leave a link in the show notes to some more resources on that. Cause I don't, I have to say, I don't have a ton of experience with that. <laughs> Anytime I've camped, there have been facilities or I waited to use the facilities. So yeah. All right. So number four is leave what you find. So don't take anything with you. Don't alter the natural environment in any way. That includes carving, you know, your initials into a tree. I don't know who does that. That's not like, I don't know, 13 years old, but just don't do it. Don't make cairns. So cairns are, you've probably seen when people make a little, I don't know, they stack rocks on top of each other in like the the bottom one is like the biggest and they get smaller going up to the top. So that's disturbing the natural environment, but also in some places the cairns are used to designate trails. So if you're just making cairns randomly, you can be confusing people. So just don't make them. <laughs> I know it's very Instagrammable, but, um, you know, just don't just leave the nature, just leave the natural environment as, as it was. Don't touch or write on any historical or cultural structures. So, you know, I've seen things of people messing with petroglyphs. Oh, just don't do it. Just don't touch. When in doubt, just don't. In, just don't. <laughs> leave what you find. Don't take anything. Just leave it alone. So yeah, I think that's pretty, that one's pretty straightforward. Number five is minimize your campfire impacts. So, Going back to kind of mentioned earlier, not making wildfires like in California when it's fire season. I don't know the specifics of that, but um, 
that's kind of the point is that you should assess and learn about the fire impact and danger for wherever you're going. So that changes throughout the year. And this is why you need to prepare, like spend some time preparing for your outdoor adventure. So it will be very clear and a lot of times they'll be ha- they'll have signs wherever you're going to tell you the fire danger for that that time of year or that day but not always the case depending on where you're going so again just do your research and be aware of the fire fire danger also when you're making a campfire use established rings if they're there a lot of times, you know, you'll see those little rings of stone, so you can make your campfire right in there. Don't create a new one if there's already one there. Um, of course, that might not always be the case. And in that case, you know, make your own fire. But also, of course, never leave a fire unattended. Put them completely out before you leave or go to bed. You know, all of those kind of things. This one's really important because, you know, we've all seen the terrible damage that can happen when fires get out of control. So be extra, extra mindful when you're, when you're making a campfire. Number six is to respect all wildlife. Again, super important. You don't, you're, you're in their home. Like you are a visitor in their home and always be respectful of that. So what does that mean? Don't try to sneak up on them. Don't get close. Just observe them from a distance. Bring your binoculars if you want to get a better look. Just don't bother them. Move quietly. Camp away from the watering holes. I think generally it's recommended to camp 200 feet away from a body of water so that animals can come and drink without being bothered. Or if you're there, they might not come and drink at all. So being aware of that, don't feed them. As mentioned earlier, that's not good. It alters their natural behaviors, gets them used to humans. It can be damaging for their health. You don't know what every species eats unless, I don't know, you're a biologist or wildlife expert, most people, you know, I mean, I don't know the diet of every single animal that I might come across in the wilderness. So the best thing is just to not feed them and, and not leave food around that they might eat. So that if you're, if you're camping, for example, in like bear country, there's always like a ton of signs about how to, you know, make sure your food is secure, safely secured away from bears. Varen has some stories about bears and coming across them on his camping adventures. I've only seen a bear once, and that was when we were driving down the Blue Ridge Parkway. They're really cute, these black bears and black baby black bears and their mom. And, um, but yeah, if, if you're going to be in, um, territory with any kind of bear like you really want to make sure you pack away your food and really respect the hell out of them learn 
what you should do depending on, you know, if it's a black bear, a brown bear, a grizzly bear, there's different things that you should do. Like if it's a, if it's a black bear, you're supposed to like stand up and show they, they'll, they'll run away and get scared and show, you know, kind of, I guess, intimidate them away versus the more aggressive bears. You don't want to do that because it won't end well. But again, I'm no bear expert, so I'll try to find links and leave those in the show notes to, you know, help if you're going to be in bear country. But yeah, going back to this principle, respecting all wildlife. Yeah, just use, again, all of these are kind of common sense, but I think it's good to go over them. And part of respecting wildlife is, you know, if you're bringing a dog with you, or I guess even a cat, I mean, not a lot of adventure cats, but they're out there. Most people um, tend to go out with their dogs, make sure that they're being respectful of wildlife um, and other people even. So if they're not going to be good with other people that they might come across on the trail, you might have to leave them at home and, of course, pack out their their poo, because that's not good to leave in the natural environment either. So that brings us to the last and final leave no trace principle, which is to be considerate of other visitors. A lot of these tie into this, and they're all kind of like interconnected. Um, But, you know, everyone's out there to enjoy their experience and Largely, probably to get away from other people, Um, even if you're going in a small group, you're going out into the the outdoors to spend time in nature, not to be all up in other people's business, like happens when you're living in a more dense environment. So, you know, be mindful of other people's experience. Be courteous, kind, don't be super loud, like playing your boombox on max volume when you're walking down the trail that infringes on other people's experience. If you want to listen to music, put some headphones in, but not blasting either because then you might not hear other people coming up or other things that you might need to hear in the environment, such as approaching wildlife and stuff like that. So yeah, just be Be mindful because everyone's there to enjoy the outdoors. That's what they're there for. They're not to hear, they're to hear other people. So, and this is a big reason for doing all these principles. You know, disposing of your waste properly is in part to not leave an impact on the natural environment, but it's also to be courteous to the people that are going to visit that place after you because no one wants to be hiking through streams of garbage. (laughs) I know that's a little dramatic, but, you know, just be aware of the people that are going to be there after you and that are there while you're there as well. So, yeah, those are just the seven Leave No Trace principles. I'll leave a link in the show notes to that website, to the Leave No Trace principle website, where you can find a lot more information and... Again, all of this is kind of common sense, but I think it's valuable to go over 
and always learn more. It's just a good reminder. I know a lot of people are going to be spending a lot of time outdoors this summer, especially we've all been cooped up and can't wait to get out and feel the fresh air and engage with nature. So it's just a good thing to keep in mind, no matter if you're camping or hiking or whatever you're doing. So yeah, I hope that helps. And I hope you have some wonderful outdoor adventures coming up. Let us know if you do. You can get in touch on Instagram. That's at Alternative Travelers. Facebook at Alternative Travelers. Also, if you'd like to send us an email or leave a voice note, you can go to alternativetravelers.com slash podcast and you can do that. We always love hearing from people and yeah, I've been hearing from people that like these kind of quick, short solo episodes. So I will keep doing them and maybe Varen will even do one of his own solo episodes one day. I know he has some ideas, so stay tuned for that. And don't forget to subscribe in your podcast app so you always get new episodes every Thursday. And again, if you found this helpful, if you find this podcast helpful, we would love to have your support at patreon.com slash alternative travelers. It really means a lot. And we really put a lot of hard work into this podcast. I know I think most people think podcasting just means you show up to the mic for half an hour and then you just publish it. And that's not the case. There's editing that goes into it, a lot of editing. So thank you, Varen. Um, and just the planning, the research, even having ideas, there's, there's really a lot. And we, you know, really respect your time listening. So we want to make the best episodes that we possibly can so that every episode is fun, but also informative and adds value instead of, you know, just throwing something up there. So anyway, long story short, love to have you at patreon.com slash alternative travelers, subscribe to the show. And yeah, if, if you know someone that you think might benefit from hearing this episode or another episode, please share it. It's the best way for us to reach more people. So we really appreciate it. All right. Well, with that, I will sign off and have a wonderful week. Thank you for listening to the Alternative Travelers podcast. For show notes and more, head to alternativetravelers.com. Want to support the show? Please consider sharing with a friend and leaving a rating and review. 